This is The Mudroom, on Common Sense Parenting Classes with Alana Robinson, parenting effectiveness coach and child behavior strategist. Weekly nuggets of developmentally appropriate parenting wisdom to help you parent your toddlers and preschoolers more effectively with less effort. The Mudroom is recorded live on Facebook every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern and 6 p.m. Pacific. Now, here's Alana. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Mudroom, our weekly free and live Uncommon Sense Parenting class. How is everybody this evening? Okay. Hey, Jennifer. Hey, Nat. Thank you for joining me tonight. All right. So tonight, I want to talk about something that comes up a lot, as I said, in the posse, in BSPB, in every parenting group that I'm a part of, especially when we add new members to the posse. And especially at the beginning of the school year, which is where we are right now, because we're often dealing with new daycare and preschool and kindergarten classrooms with new systems and new teachers. And that topic is behavior charts. These come in so many forms. A really popular one seems to be the stoplight system, but there's also sticker charts, token economies, pretty much any kind of extrinsic motivation. This includes when people pervert my love of visuals and start handing out rewards or punishments for completing or not completing visual schedules. So you can probably guess, (laughs) I hate behavior charts. It's one of the reasons that I could not handle working in schools and that I was so anxious about sending my oldest to school. And when I say this, people generally give me these like looks of bewilderment and horror, like, how could you hate behavior charts? As one of my teacher friends, who I have since reformed, said to me, behavior charts are one of the only control mechanisms we have left. And there it is, folks. Control. Listen, I get it. I've been there. I hate it. It's why I've never considered opening a preschool or a daycare of my own. Managing 20 to 30 children with one or two adults on duty is hard freaking work. I am not diminishing that. You've got 20 to 30 different families that do things 20 to 30 different ways. You're obviously not allowed to use corporal punishment because it's wrong, although apparently not illegal in much of the U.S., The American Pediatric Association has made a very clear statement that removing recess for disciplinary reasons is unacceptable, again, for what I hope would be obvious reasons. So most teachers assume that that leaves them with behavior charts because, and this may shock you, teachers generally only have a couple of classes during their teaching degree on classroom management, and most of it focuses on engaging children in lessons, not behavior management. There are lots of teachers, both in the parenting posse and in BSPB, and I repeatedly hear about how nobody taught them how to actually effectively teach children how to behave. My sister-in-law is a teacher. We just had this conversation the other week. So there are four reasons why behavior charts are no bueno. Hey, Anna! Natalie says that despite the fact that she doesn't have children, she's watching this because I'm a gift. Well, thank you, sweetheart. I appreciate that. Way to make me feel good tonight. Um, Welcome, Christine. Welcome, Kathy. Hey, Gillis. Kathy says she hates them too. Awesome. So my four reasons why behavior charts are not good. The first is that they teach extrinsic motivation. This is exactly like timeouts. 
Behavior charts teach you to only do something because someone else told you to do it. They're blackmail. (laughs) Keep your hands to yourself or I won't give you a sticker. That wears thin really quickly because chances are you have to have a reason, you, you know, have a reason for not being able to keep your hands to yourself. You have lagging skills like impulse control deficit or flexible thinking deficit. You've got a sensory need that isn't being met and you're either hyper or hypo aroused and you don't know how to come back to calm. Kids do well if they can. If they aren't, it's because they don't know how. And no amount of stickers or rewards or removal of incentives is going to teach them the skills that they don't have. Misbehavior and stress behavior, and we talked about this last week, I think. Getting my dates all mixed up. I think it was last week we talked about misbehavior versus stress behavior. Are not character flaws, okay? Trying harder, quote unquote, is not a durable solution. Children have to want to behave in order to behave. It has to benefit them and to a greater extent than any pizza lunch or Kit Kat ever could. (laughs) Phyllis says, no bueno. (laughs) No bueno. (laughs) Two, they don't teach a child what to do. Children who are constantly on red or never get a sticker, or never earn tokens, they begin to think that there's something inherently wrong with them. Because no matter how hard they try, they still don't have the skills to do what you've asked them to do. So they try every day, often really, really hard, and they never get ahead. They always end up falling short. And that has a powerful psychological impact. Telling someone how much they suck at something doesn't make them want to try harder. It makes them just throw up their hands in frustration and give up. These systems basically put a marquee over a child's head that says, failure, this one doesn't know what they're doing. So they give up. If I'm never going to earn any tokens, I'm going to stop trying very quickly. If I'm going to be on red within the first 10 minutes of every day, fine, whatever. I don't care anymore. And then we go, this works so well for some children. Why not this one? Because this one doesn't have the skills needed to do what you're asking them to do. And again, when you spend your time policing children for not knowing what to do, you never teach them what to do. Hey, Andrea. Hey, Crystal. Um, Crystal says that for once she's catching the live. Woohoo! That's okay, Crystal. Crystal's going to go make dinner. I support feeding your family. Okay, reason three behavior charts suck is because they support public shaming and group division. What gets you moved up or down the chart and what earns you a token or sticker is completely decided without the child's input and arbitrarily. Teachers often just kind of make it up on the fly. Oh, I don't like that. Okay, stop doing that or I'm going to move you down the chart, right? Or parents threaten kids with losing a sticker out of nowhere, right? There's no warning. They just suddenly start yelling, I'm going to take your stickers away or I'm not going to give you a sticker, right? They don't support critical thought on the adult's end either. (laughs) Rather than looking at what's going on, thinking about and asking the child why it's happening and then solving the actual problem or supporting the child and acquiring the skills that they need. And again, I get it. (laughs) You've got 
30 kids in your room and spending tons of time figuring out everyone's problems is hard. But if we A, support parents in teaching children the skills at home, B, teach the skills young so that by the time they get to grade school, they've got a solid foundation to build on, and C, work as a class on figuring out the problems and displaying empathy and group drilling and group problem solving, then it's actually easier. <laughs> and it takes way less time than policing children for every misstep they make. If there's a problem, you come together as a group and you figure it out. And you may be shocked that the self-sustaining solutions that children could come up with, like that is how we build a self-monitoring society. But behavior charts just label kids without skills as the bad kids and give the quote-unquote good kids an inflated sense of superiority. And often that means the ones who have good executive skills will figure out a way to make the children without them their scapegoats, and then they misbehave anyways. And I've seen that happen a lot. These children who actually have really, really good skills, and when the teacher's back is turned because I was in the privileged position of not being the teacher. I was in the privileged position of being one-on-one generally with a child who had special needs. So I got the quote unquote behind the scenes version. And I saw so many kids who had really good executive skills and they spent so much effort and so much time figuring out how to misbehave anyways and blame it on the kids who they know are already labeled as bad. It was heartbreaking because these kids were then getting in trouble for doing things that they didn't actually do, but they'd messed up a couple times. And that way they were already more believable as the culprit than the child who has good skills. And even with me sitting there going, "Mm, that's actually not what happened. I was sitting right here and I saw the whole thing. Teachers were more likely to believe that the child who has good executive skills was the angel child because the one who didn't have good executive skills had already demonstrated that they didn't have good executive skills. Okay. And that, that broke my heart. Still breaks my heart. Um, Gillis says kids in my son's class last year labeled him as the bad kid due to frowny faces. He was given those frowny faces didn't last long with this mama. Yeah. Right on Gillis. It has been something that is, weighed so heavy on me as a mom sending her kid to school for the first time for a long time. I was like, I'm just going to homeschool and I'm not going to deal with this because I've seen the damage that they do. And Gillis used to do the exact same thing that I did. (laughs) So I'm sure she's been in that position too, where the kids, you see the kids who are quote unquote good kids, they misbehave anyways. It doesn't stop them from misbehaving. It just gets them really good at blaming it on the quote unquote bad kids. So It's something that's been really, really frustrating and very anxiety inducing for me personally as a mom with a four, almost five-year-old who just started kindergarten. I haven't had any issues with them, but you better believe that I am prepared for when they do come down the pipe because I'm sure they're coming. Okay. Last but not least, number four, they put parents and teachers in the position of authoritarian. Again, just like timeouts. Children learn to only behave if they're in danger of getting caught. If you're not around, there's nobody to move the clothespin or revoke a sticker or deny a token or whatever asinine system you're using. It also means the rules change based on who is or isn't around. Or if they can just do it on the DL under the radar, then no harm, no foul. Nobody noticed, so 
it's very easy to rationalize that it's not wrong. It makes kids sneaky. That's not the skill that we want them to have. It makes it very easy to have a thought process of, if I do this, I'll lose a star. And I'm always losing stars, so no big deal there, so I'll just do it anyways. Versus, if I do this, I'll hurt so-and-so. And that will make them sad. And I don't want to make them sad, so I won't do it. Critical thought and using our executive skills, building better skills. That's what discipline should do, not just condition them to check around the corner to see if we're watching first. So all of this to say that if we want our kids to truly behave better, if we want them to be able to behave when we back off, to trust them to do the right thing, to be responsible for their own actions, we need to teach them how. That needs to be the focus of our efforts, not just walking around pointing out when they're failing to meet our expectations. These charts don't fix the problem. And eventually, your kids grow up a little bit, have a few cognitive leaps, and realize that the fucking chart doesn't actually hold any power, and they rebel really hard because they still don't have the skills they need to behave. Our focus needs to be on collaborating with our children to solve the problem, not controlling them, not manipulating them into doing what we prescribe them to. Okay, I know that many parents and teachers use these charts because they genuinely have no idea what the skills a child need are or what skills a child is lacking or how to teach them. It's not like math, right? It's not like math where there's a clear progression of skills. But the first step is to getting your child to begin to think clearly and to get out of the punishments and rewards happy yourself. That is what I was trying to say. And that's what my scripts for managing crazy making behavior do for you. They help you start to implement natural and logical consequences in a way that makes your child think. And that stops you from going nuclear and piling on all those secondary punishments. The pack is audio based. It comes with transcripts for those who prefer to read and it is totally free. So grab it by navigating to the link in the description. Okay. That is it for me tonight. (laughs) How's everybody feeling about this? Does this make sense? Because when it comes down to it, they're really no different than timeouts. The exact same arguments can be made. There's only a real like public shaming and psychological layer to charts too, especially when they're used in schools and daycares. We have the power to be the change for our children and for our children's children. These methods are holdovers from the 90s, and there's been more child development research done since Y2K than was done in the 50 years prior. It's time to stop living in the past. It's 2018, people. (sighs) It's time to come up to speed. The 90s called, they want their behavior management back. (laughs) Okay. I really tried to get through that without ranting, (laughs) but it just wasn't in the cards tonight. Okay, that's it for me. Have a great evening, everyone, and I'll see you next week for another Uncommon Sense Parenting class. Bye. You've been listening to The Mudroom, Uncommon Sense Parenting Classes with Alana Robinson. If you like what you just heard, remember to join us every Tuesday evening at 9 p.m. Eastern and 6 p.m. Pacific on Facebook. And don't forget to rate, subscribe, share, and connect with us on social. This has been an Alana Robinson Family Services production.